Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. This show is designed to offer hope for you and your family as you navigate through the struggles of life. We believe that this hope that comes from Jesus can lead you to live a life of victory in Him. I'm Chris Sasser, and today I get to lead us through a conversation about hope. We are glad you're here. Hello and welcome to A Voice of Hope with Troy Peverall. Chris Sasser here, and Troy and I are going to have a conversation today that I think is going to be applicable to a whole lot of people that are listening out there um, because it's uh, it's just a critical part of life uh, if, if, if it's a part of your world. And so what we're going to be talking about today is how we can strengthen our marriage and uh, part of what we know will will be good if we strengthen our marriage is if we have kids in our home, we're going to strengthen our kids. Oh, right? that's and good. that's kind of important, right? Yes, absolutely. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I was just... Uh, just on my way over here thinking about something I heard last night um, from somebody and just to hear his words and know this truth, but to really hear it from someone else towards me um, sounded just, it was exactly what I needed. Um, And so when I sit through the room uh, throughout my work days and counseling, uh, I'm just hit more and more and more uh, with just the idea that people are struggling inside of their relationships and specifically in their marriages. And it's, it's disheartening because I don't, I know there's no one that steps up on that wedding day to get married and have all the dreams that you have in front of you. And then to end up at some point disappointed. But I think that's a normal story for so many people. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, not to get kind of too personal, but what are some of the, the main struggles that you see people having kind of right now in their marriage. And I mean, is it communication? Is it being on the same page? Is like, like what, what's, what are some of the main things right now that people are struggling with? It's everything. Uh, <laughs> so, sure. but I think some of the main ones that I see obviously are going to be some of the big ones. Uh, people, uh, couples are struggling with just uh, the ability to uh, relate to each other, to enjoy their marriage, to uh, enjoy, uh, God's intentions for marriage, um, for unity, and just all the factors that play into that uh, that begins to divide marriages. Um, I think sex is a huge one, the inability to have intimacy with each other. I see uh, finances as being a big issue for a lot of couples. Um, I mean, it, it runs it runs the gamut, mm-hmm. um, but those are probably the ones that continue to stand out the most for me. It's so funny. That reminds me of, of when, you know, my wife and I kind of first started doing premarital counseling with people. Right. Um, what we would say to people is, look, the, the three things you're going to fight about the most are money, sex, and kids. Right. And we're hitting all, like you mentioned, two of them. <laughs> we're still t- targeting the other one. It's, it's still the same, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. and one of the things that fascinates me is that if, uh, if you look at, I believe it's Genesis chapter three, and when you see the, you know, before it, right when the enemy enters the garden with Adam and Eve. If you go back in the chapter right before that, you'll see that uh, Adam and Eve were in union together. They were, they, they were uh, fulfilling the marital duties of their marriage and having sex. Uh, and then, so in other words, before sin entered, mm. this union was perfect, even in that way. And it, and then you see the next chapter, the enemy comes into the picture and tempts Eve and Adam together. And so in my mind, it's always been like, huh, so the picture of unity 
you know, that's in this marriage act that God created, and then the enemy enters the scene. Mm. And so when I look at go, okay, couples struggle with this issue. Uh, prior to prior to marriage, to refrain is difficult. Yep, right. Then they get married. They'll have an active sex life that's healthy uh, for a period of time. But then there even becomes a distance between the two of them that that area of their life can be affected. Not everyone's. But when I see that and I see the fall of man, as in the enemies involved in this whole picture, it makes sense why this area of life would be specifically it. Yeah, and one of the things that I wonder, and we've had a lot of different conversations over the years. Can, can you believe it's been years? I know. Been this conversation? We, I know. Did Isn't you that just cool? say that? I did, but it's actually true. <laughs> right. I know we've had a number of conversations um, about sort of the, the the way technology and social media is so prevalent and, and just so much noise that we've kind of set out there. I got to believe that sort of the the prevalent distractions that now exist kind of um, – more embedded into sort of the life of a family, primarily with the mm. devices and the smartphones and the TVs in the bedrooms and all those things. There's just so many more, it feels like, mm. distractions mm. that that may pull a couple away from each other today. Right. Um, and, and maybe it's something that's just subtle that has become a part of our culture that is eroding everything and maybe we don't even kind of know it. You know, I think it really, you're hitting on something that really I have thought some about recently, um, it actually was going to even come up today, I'm sure, just echoing exactly what you're saying is that through the social media, through the technology, we have weakened our state, I think, as an individual, as individuals. And so the stamina to take on anything else and to have the, the strength to push through even further, I think, has been just narrowed down to such limited margin. Mm. And I go back to a time, gosh, 15, 10 to 15 years uh, here at the beach um, where I was in a small group and a, a guy held up, he goes, guys, have you heard about these things right here? And he held up a little phone. It was the smartphone. Wow. You remember was it that 15, moment? Was it 15, like 15 I, years ago? At least. Something I don't know. Like, so, and I did not have one. I had a flip phone and sometimes I wish I still did. <laughs> and when he, he said, he goes, can you, these things will go anywhere and everywhere. And I didn't know what he was talking about at the time. So there was at some point we were, I was going back to that small group in the morning real earlier. And I felt like I heard God speak in such a way as this, why are my people leaving me? Wow. And he was referencing, I think the Lord was ref- referencing at the time, the, the smartphones or phones technology. Yeah. And I've never forgotten that because I too have a smartphone and can see how like it is a third part of who we are. We just are always there. And I know we've talked a lot about social media, but I think when it comes to why are even marriage is struggling, you, the number of times that I hear inside uh, what I do and even from couples outside of what I do of just he's always on the phone or she's always on the phone or, you know, so, I mean, that's a, a huge distraction. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Didn't it, exist. It wasn't there. That's right. I mean, there were other things, but not like this. Sure, and not something that that was you can grab at any moment mm. because you have it with you all the time. Yeah, and, and and you reference this a little bit, but but it's kind of a light bulb for me is how not only does it take away the time that we can sort of invest in our marriage, but it takes away energy. Yeah, because you know you 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 do get caught up in social media, or you feel like you have to yeah. reply to that thing or be in that conversation over there, mm. and it's it's thought. 
it's brain power, it's mm. energy, it's all the things that go somewhere else mm. other than right. investing in, you know, what is hopefully for people who are married, yeah. the most important earthly relationship that they have. Yeah. Um, but it just goes away. Yeah. Now everyone's different in, in how it may affect them. You know, I, I've mentioned on, you know, our show before that I have always been like a runner, you know, like I will just, just go away from, from perhaps conflict, things like that. Um, there have been times in my life and seasons where I've not done that, and, and I wished I would have. But I was very aware just recently with a potential conflict with somebody in my own personal life, and, and I realized how strongly they wanted to make a case over an issue that's present day uh, and in the news. And I, I differ from where, that, from where that person was, but I, I remember like feeling, I don't even want, I don't want to engage in this mm-hmm. because I know myself, like I'm, there's so much conflict. So I'm aware in those moments that my energy to engage in this, and I think it was probably the right move not to, but I also was real aware of why I didn't want to. And why I didn't want to was not the issue. Why I didn't want to is I felt exhausted. Yeah. And that's the part where I'm going, even on the things that are important, i.e. marriage and conversations that should take place inside of the home, some people are tapped out. Yeah. Like we're just like, we don't have the strength. We don't, we just can't find it. I know that's some people. There are other people that just can't stop. And so <laughs> it's like, like how many battles do you want to fight? Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's kind of go specifically into what are some practical things that people can do to kind of build a solid foundation for their marriage? I mean, we've got to build our marriage, I think from the ground up. So what are some kind of practical suggestions that you would have? You know, I go back to just my own marriage and I was on the way over here and I asked my wife this morning, I said, you ought to join us today. And, and she was like, already had her planned day. It was terrible timing on my part, (laughs) (laughs) but, but, but before I came in today, she was like, what are you guys going to be talking about? And I told her, she goes, oh, I should have been there. And that is so true because you're only going to hear from right. one side of this marriage that I'm in. And that, right. that's my side here. But but when I look at the two of us, and I'm so grateful, I pulled out a picture out of my Bible this morning of two teenagers. And if I showed you the picture of these two teenagers, you would have no idea who they are. And it was myself and Kim. Wow. Yeah. And I actually had hair then. (laughs) And so when I pulled this out, I'm like, man, I wasn't that bad looking either. (laughs) But I was like. Obviously, Kim thought the same. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, but I was looking, I was going, man, time has just, I mean, it's just like yesterday. But I look back then, I was like, I'm so grateful. And I I was thinking about this this morning, thanking God for it, um, for where our marriage our relationship started before marriage and it was sitting in a Josh McDowell um, uh, workshop, not with him, but he was talking. And from that, uh, when we were, she was in the seventh grade, I was in the ninth grade. We started dating a couple years later, but that was the beginning of hearing that if you basically want a successful relationship in a successful marriage with the opposite sex, it starts with the one that created each of us and created marriage, which is the Lord. And so when we talk about building a strong foundation inside of marriage, building it from ground up, if you can visualize, okay, if you build a structure and you build it upon a a foundation that's going to be weak, it's going to tip over. 
And so the question becomes like, what is a strong foundation to a relationship as God has designed it? And the cool thing in that whole idea there that God designed it is that when people say, well, I don't think it should be this way, or I don't think that, I just, I go back to the place, well, that's fine, but I don't question. I didn't create right. Don't talk to me about it. I didn't create marriage. <laughs> he did. So he's the one that gets to define it. And so when I look at that, I'm like, okay, back then, this guy's teaching us as young teenagers that the importance of Troy seek me first. Mm-hmm. And that was ma- most important. And I don't think it's changed. Kim seek me first. That is most important. So inside of our marriage, even when we have conflict, I know and she knows that where we go is to to God in our own personal relationship with him. I did not say religion. I said our own personal walk. Am I able to touch God? Is God speaking to me? Can I hear him? You know, and the verse, sometimes I'll say I speak to God, and I realize this is going out on the air. And I know it's kind of like, wow, do you think you're all that? Here's the thing is like this idea of like, is this God in my head? Or is this God? I mean, or is this me in my head? And I don't know the difference sometimes. Sure. But if I am not willing to say I'm willing to and being okay to be wrong, I never really will do what the scripture says, test the spirits to see. That's right. And so I do believe God speaks to us. God wants us to hear him. And there's a verse in the scripture says, you know, my sheep know my voice. When I listen to that, I'm like, whoa, that's a little scary. I don't want to hear the wrong voice. I want to know, God, your voice. And so when I say, hey, I feel like God has spoken to me, I trust it. But I know that there are some times where I'm hearing myself. Yeah. But I shouldn't be ashamed to say that. But when God sends me off over here, sends her off over there to say, walk with me, know me first, I believe that is the solid foundation to build the home. Yeah. And so from that, I'm like, okay, if it's built on that, then there's nothing that's going to defeat that. Yeah. And everything. You could put anything in there that you would want. And this is scary. Like, I think about, like, I love my wife. And one day, I may not have her. That's the reality. Or she may not have me. And I know in the back of my mind that the only way I'm going to get through that is to come to talk to Chris. No. Nope. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be to talk to... I'm going to need him. That's right. You know, and I need him every day. That's right. But I think he's that solid place that it start the marriage foundation and the home foundation starts with my relationship with God. Which is a great kind of place for us to take a quick pause because, I mean, before we pause, I, I, mm. I remember, and this is probably a cheesy example, and I don't know if you've ever used it or not, but, you know, when, when I was younger, kind of in, in maybe the same sort of um, kind of phase of life, I just remember somebody telling me, hey, like picture a triangle, and, and, and you're on one side and you're of the bottom of a triangle. So it's triangle kind of pointing up, if you yeah. will. You're on one side, your, your spouse is on the other. And if both of you are moving towards God, yeah. sort of upward towards God, yeah. you both sort of converge at the point at the top and you get closer together. That's right. And I think that's a great example. Okay, we're going to take really a quick good. break and then we're going to start talking about some specific uh, suggestions and examples of what we can do to kind of tend to our marriage. You're listening to A Voice of Hope. Don't you just love the word renew? It offers a chance to take a look back while holding new possibilities in hand. It's a word that offers healing, but without the bonds of despair, and it seems to point us in a new direction while giving promise to move forward. This is Kim Peverall with A Voice of Hope. This ministry has been created to bring encouragement in a relevant, easy conversation. Through insights offered from Troy, Chris, and their guest, It's our desire that you'll become a voice of hope in your walks through life 
and into your community. Let's change the narrative of the last year and make a plan to choose positive perspective and embrace hope. Practice peace and fight your tendency to become anxious. Instead, pray. Pay attention to new ways to encourage others. Simple steps like these will affect change in your own life and spill over into your community. We invite you to find more resources for hopeful living at agape-counseling.org and equipandencourage.com. Hey, thanks for listening. We are honored to share this journey together. Welcome back to Voice of Hope with Troy Peverell and Chris Sesser. We're here having a conversation around how to strengthen our marriage. And eventually, maybe on this episode, but maybe on another one, uh, we're going to get to talking about sort of the, the, the how strengthening our marriage will really strengthen our kids, which, you know, if we, if we have kids, that's what we, uh, we want to make sure that we are strengthening them through the process right. of them growing up. But let's keep talking about sort of sp- specific practical things, Troy, that people can do to sort of tend to their marriage. Yeah. Going back to your, your triangle uh, example, I believe actually that might've even been Josh McDowell um, <clears throat> because that was the diagram that Kim and I uh, just ad- adapted to and still to this day do yeah. that the, the angle up is, is works the angle across at the bottom there's just a collision. Yeah. And, and you stay flat. Yeah. <laughs> you stay d- down there, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, you do. So I think from from to build a strengthened marriage for your kids, tend first to the foundation, which is your walk with God. The second one is to tend to your marriage. Now, remember, your children are in here. We're going to get to them. But <clears throat> I really put the marriage in there first because I believe God has designed, you know, a husband and a wife to have children. And so it makes total sense, obviously, to build the marriage based upon, you know, that relationship uh, to build your home based upon the relationship between a husband and a wife. And this is one of the things that I think gets attacked in so many ways. And to think about it, if that's foundational to the next tier, which are children, then it makes sense why the enemy would attack first those first two, your walk with God but your marriage. And so you can think of all the ways in which the enemy can tear down the marriage in our culture right now, just through our own sinful nature, but also just through all the things that come around us and are built up around us. Ultimately, what that would mean is this, is that if he can get, if he can get to us, you know, in our marriage, he can get to our children easier. Mm -hmm. And so the quality of this relationship in marriage is so paramount for our children. I know that brings up a lot of questions, but I just say this, that whatever the issues are of which are worthy to talk about, to have in your mind that the way to do this is not upside down. You don't build a foundation through your children. You're, you build a foundation through your walk with God. You don't build a foundation through your children. You build a foundation through your marriage. And then you build something with your children who are a byproduct of your marriage. That is so interesting because, you know, obviously you're in counseling rooms with people so much more than I am, but I I do feel like sometimes I'll have conversations with parents and they will want to quote unquote fix their kids or they want some help from the church or someone here to fix their kids. But what you can see is you can see sort of both the issues in the marriage and just in conversations that you'll have with people sometimes you see kind of the issues in their own walk with God yeah. and, and kind of the, 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 
the, the foundation just isn't quite there for them. So man, what, what a mm. great um, kind of uh, encouragement for those of us who are parents who want good things for our kids and want to help them along the way. Yeah. You got to back up and you got to start with yourself, your walk yeah. with God, and then your marriage. And that's why I was saying, oh, so I mean, good. saying a second ago, I know that the problems that are there in this, in this process are worthy to talk about because I know the person listening can say, Oh, well, I've tried, you know, I've tried to get my husband on board. You know, I've tried to get my wife on board. I've tried to, to do this with her or to do this with him. And we just butt heads constantly. And so I hear that. I know it's a valid issue and problem. And I, and I do believe that while at times we feel helpless, this is what I re- would really say to that, that to be helpless is okay, to be hopeless is not. Mm-hmm. But the help comes from finding hope. And so I would say, where are you finding hope for the help? And the hope, I believe, starts again, going back to the foundation. It's, it is a connection with God. And if there's a lack of the ability to go there, that's worthy of talking and discussing with somebody or, or together. And I think also it's, it's worthy to go back to just having hope that maybe being helpless here just simply means I ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, we do this all the time when we don't know how to do something, we go somewhere but with the relationship, sometimes I just don't know. And I think sometimes even people who are in positions of, of perhaps leadership, you know, they have a good job, they're well known, um, they're good and have a good standing in the community. All of these, while are good, they also build this internal pressure that I'm afraid that others will find out. And I think that pressure, the consequence to it, is that the thing that you love really suffers yeah because you're afraid fear always paralyzes and keeps us from moving forward Mm -hmm. yeah so um i know one of the things that that you would suggest is that uh couples should learn to seek god together yeah what are some practical kind of tips for that you know first of all i would just say it's awkward to do this it doesn't feel natural i think the natural thing first of all you wouldn't even build the foundation with god what's natural (laughs) <laughs> that's not natural what it's supernatural it's mm. so for me to go towards god period is just not natural it's awkward but i would say inside of marriage doing it together it too is awkward but try even with two people who are believers absolutely <laughs> followers yeah. of jesus right it can be awkward yeah <clears throat> kim and i will pray together um and through the years i've taken it for granted to think or assume that other people do as well and have learned through the years that's not true um but I would just say, you know, when you do it, it is awkward. But this is the cool thing inside the foundation of relationship with God and with each other is this, is this word grace. And grace means that you're willing to cross the threshold of awkward. You're willing to be, make mistakes, but you hang in there and you apply that grace to each other. And so trying to seek God together um, is important. It's done practically through prayer. It's done by you know, attending uh, services together, perhaps reading something together. Uh, It's putting yourself in that state where you're purposely trying to do something to build with each other that helps you angle towards God together. Mm -hmm. To to leave that alone, it's like, okay, I have my husband over here or my wife over here, and then I have God over there. I don't know how that 
comes together. How we kind of mingle them together. Right. <laughs> right. So as, as difficult and unnatural as it is, it is coming together under the belief that God put us together. And we're going we're gonna to practically find what works for us to commune with each other and with God in that. The, the picture of marriage is the picture of the Trinity. Yeah. You know, and so if it's the picture of the Trinity, God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, that's a relationship that was there before man. And now we are married only in this life because we're not going to have it in the next life. Then in this life, there's a way to have that union with three, God, my wife, and myself here. And so that's that's almost exciting to think about how do I go do that? Well, I love the, the fact that you use the word communion and how, how to commune with someone means that there is sort of a level of conversation. There's a level of communication that happens because I do know that, that all of us can get into a a rut of we'll go to church together, we'll go to a small group together, we'll have our own relationship with God where we do our devotions or whatever, but we don't necessarily have conversations and commune about sort of that key relationship, yeah. uh, the relationship with God. And so I think, you know, you're, you're right. It's awkward sometimes, but it's something to kind of push into. Okay, we got about a minute or so left, Troy. Anything else that you would say that you would practically kind of suggest for people to tend toward their marriage? A couple of things, if I have time real quickly. One is just uh, to, to have time with each other should be defined differently than just having time with each other with the kids around. Mm-hmm. So the children... You know, obviously you're going to do life together with the kids, but that's not time necessarily with each other. I think it's purposeful time to put distance between you and your children, and it's just the two of you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, dating, um, sitting down at night, the kids are not there. Hey, kids, we're going to go to the room, we're going to talk a little bit. Mm -hmm. But so your kids, think about this, of course, we're going to get to the kids on our next session. But the kids get to see, wow, what's most important here? They should see that what's most important in this family is God and then this marriage, and then me. Yeah, that's great. And that makes a kid ultimately, while he'll push back on it, it makes him feel safe. Yeah, that's great. And then um, the other The last thing, one is put the phone down. Yeah, just put it down. <laughs> <laughs> and we've said that kind of in a number of different ways. Is, well, please walk away from the device. Well, we'll talk more about that uh, later on. Um, thanks for listening to uh, A Voice of Hope. If you want more, you can go to ami1.net. But we love just being able to encourage you along the way. And so thanks again for listening to A Voice of Hope.